0: and I've been here all of my life, all 46 years of my life in North Lawndale. And, and I'm, I'm, I am most proud that, that people, uh, you know, we were dubbed the, the permanent underclass uh, and now people have hope and, and people are seeing things come to fruition and, and people are getting involved in, in making their community better. Um, and, and that's what I'm most proud of that I've been able to catalyze that and, and, and make, you know, make people want, to do more within their community.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is Westside Alderman Michael Scott, Jr., soon to be former Alderman Michael Scott, Jr. You're resigning. Say it ain't so.
0: It is so, Fran. It is so.
1: And why are you giving up your city council seat? And why now?
0: Well, so there's there's a couple of reasons, Fran. Um The most important um, thing to me in my life, and and um, the most important thing is my family. And uh, my son, who is seven years old, has had a alderman for a father every day of his life. Um, and during COVID, being at home with him and and my older son, who is 11, um, I realized that I am not giving them all that they need, uh, and, and while I love serving, and this has been one of the greatest honors of my life to, to give back to a community that has given me so much, um, now is the time, I think, to give to my family, uh, to my wife, uh, and be more present in their lives, and, and be able to pour into them the way uh, that my parents were able to pour into me. Um, that is the number one reason. Um, the, the second reason is, and when you talk about now, um, traditionally in the 24th Ward, there has been, um, if there's not been a stable alderman and there has not been one for quite some time. There are goo gobs of people that, that run. Um, my first election, there were 12 folks in the race. Uh, the race before that, there were 18. In the race before that, I believe there was somewhere around 22 to 24 people. Uh and what I would, would hope to do is give the the next alderman a leg up, um, be able to do the job that is necessary and show themselves as a, a, a worthy alderman so that there is an easier time and there aren't fourteen people who are scrambling to be the be alderman because then you don't know what you get and all the work that has been done over the last seven years would be for not. And so um uh, that is that is the reason why.
1: And your resignation, as you mentioned, gives Mayor Lori Lightfoot the ability to make her second appointment to the city council in a very short period of time. She chose Nicole Lee to replace convicted alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. In the 11th, Nicole Lee is the first Asian American woman and the first Chinese American ever to serve in the Chicago City Council. Surely you've talked to the mayor about whom you'd like to see in this position. Who is it?
0: Uh so I'm going to have several people from my organization apply, um, and they're going to go through the the requirements and um, whatever that application process is, and uh, we'll see. I, you know I don't want to I don't want to tip my hand because again, there are going to be multiple people from my organization that that apply. I think people who know the job, people who have been around the office, people who have been around service. Uh, and folks who I believe can get the job done. I think they're all more than capable, but that's not my decision. That'll be the decision of uh, the folks that the mayor brings uh, in the selection committee and then ultimately her decision. Um, The only thing that I can do is put forth good candidates that um, reflect my values, uh, that can get the job done and and do things that will benefit the, the residents of the 24th Ward.
1: Can you name a few of the people who will be competing? It sounds like you're hedging your bets a little bit. You're going to give the mayor a choice of, say, two or three or four people from your organization who she might choose and hope that one of them gets it, right?
0: I I don't want to say hedging my bets. I, I, want, to, I want the work that we've done in the 24th Ward over the last seven years to continue. Um, that happens with people who... Know the projects that are in place. These are people who know the the constituent services that that are needed. These are folks who uh, can think outside of the box. Hopefully, like I have over the last seven years, and, and bring resources back to this community. And and Fran, I'm I'm not going to say um, you know who those people are again. I I, I don't want to tip my hand in in any way, shape, or form because it's not my decision. All I can do is put forth good candidates or, or urge good candidates to apply. Uh, it, it's not my decision in any way, shape, or form, and I don't feel it would be right for me to to uh, weigh in on that.
1: Is there anybody in your family that would want to step up and take your place?
0: In my letter, um, it said that my my the cornerstone of my. Family's legacy has been service. and so um, everybody in my 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 family, my wife, uh, my children, my sister, my aunts, uh, all serve in some sort of capacity. One of them may want to. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not pushing anybody. Uh, it has to be a job that folks want to do. Uh, it has to be a job that folks are capable of doing. Um, and and you know, everybody might not want to step up to the plate. Um, it is a, a really uh, taxing job, but very rewarding. Uh, and so we will see who those candidates
1: are. You also have a daughter, I believe, who's going off to college, right?
0: I have a 17 year old. Yes, ma'am.
1: And where is she going and is paying for that tuition part of this equation?
0: I, I don't I wouldn't say that paying for the tuition is part of this equation. She is a very bright young lady, um, with I think a spectacular future far greater than than mine will ever be. Uh she's a, a straight A student, um, taking all honors classes, advanced placement classes. Uh she's a superstar soccer player. She just made um uh the conference she made the conference um all star team. Or the you know at the end of the year where they select the, the best players from the conference she just made that so hopefully uh one way or another she'll have an academic for a um athletic, athletic scholarship Yeah. where is she going she
1: going to high so school she, and where is she, she going to
0: college she currently uh is going to jones um which is a a, a wonderful school and yeah. she has not made her mind up yet she's a junior uh, she's doing a lot of college tours at the moment, and and uh, what's on her wish list?
1: What schools are on her she wish list? The,
0: she she wants to go west. Um, if I think if she had her druthers, she would go to UCLA, uh, which is I think a, a fabulous school with a great sports program. Um, I don't know if she's Division One just yet. She played really well this this year, uh, so we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. have you been you out there to that.
1: visit? Have you been out there with the college visits she, with her? She's been,
0: she's been out there with mom. She hasn't been out there with me. Um, What's the matter with dad? What's school. the matter
1: with dad? Why aren't you on those trips? <laughs> or will dad you be when you up? leave the city council?
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have more time to do it now since I'm, I'm going to be sitting on city council. Uh, well, we, we have some trips planned this summer and uh, we'll, we'll go back out west. Uh, her grandmother actually lives in Arizona. So um, those, that's one of the places that she wants to check out. Um, I just her future is a very bright brand. She can go anywhere that she wants. I I I sincerely believe that she's much smarter than I than I was. Actually, all of my children are much smarter than than I. And that has nothing to do with me. That all has to do with uh my wife and, and uh what she's done.
1: Where are you going? Nobody gives up a six-figure job without knowing where they're going, least of all someone who has a family at a time of rising inflation.
0: That that is very true. Um so I've selected to, to go to Cinespace Film Studios, um, which is uh, being rebranded as uh, a worldwide company. They have um, places in Toronto, here in Chicago, and they're looking to do things uh, in other places. And so uh, I'm going to um, come on to help them with um, uh, the industry and community relations.
1: Okay, will any of that involve lobbying your former city council colleagues?
0: It it, it possibly could um down the line at, at this moment. Um, you know, what what's I'm the going revolving to door is,
1: provision is two years, right? You have to stay away no, from it's one, that? No, it's
0: actually nope, it's one year. It's actually one year. Um and so I I don't get to see their smiling faces in, on the council floor within a year. Um but I, I don't think that this job right now is is going to entail me lobbying those folks. And so, you know, what what I'll be doing is pro- providing strategic management uh, for industry and community relations and developing uh, the local and philanthropic and educational programs in Chicago. So, you know, that that's the bulk of my world right now. Uh, there probably will be a time and place where um, that is required, but I think will be on my revolving door.
1: Well, Cinespace is the studio, as everyone knows, or maybe they don't, where Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, uh, Chicago Med, and and other programs and movies are produced. It's a sprawling studio, partially in your ward. It's going to be expanded. It's been acquired by TPG, which is a uh, uh, a worldwide, I guess, acquisition firm or whatever. And in the complex, they are developing uh their entire company in canada and here is going to be one of the biggest movie production places probably in north america if not the world why is that job so very appealing to you
0: so well one um as you talked about it it is in my ward right and um i will be able to continue to help bring resources to the community in which I love uh, and I have served for the last seven years, um, you know this is this is something new for me, Fran. I, I I haven't been, I think, in the public sector uh, since I was, man, maybe twenty-two years old. Um, you know, my, my last you job mean in, in the private sector. Was, private. I'm sorry, in the private. Sorry, excuse me. In the private sector, I haven't been in the private sector since I was, I think, twenty-two. The last job that I had was at the Sheridan Hotel and Towers when I had, had first graduated and and so uh, I'm excited to see you know what's on the other side um but still being able to 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 help bring educational opportunities within film uh to to not just my community but the the south and west sides you know they have a lot of um they have a lot of uh trades jobs that are on the site that um you know I would love to see more uh, black and brown people, but specifically African Americans participate in this film industry, something that is growing and, and, and you know, budding as you know, um with COVID, uh there's so much content that has been on, you know, all of all of these um uh, uh different streaming services. And so um to to be able to help folks get into that industry and to learn in, in meaningful, impactful ways, um, I think is really exciting. And it's something that I'm looking forward to diving into.
1: When a burgeoning lifeguard scandal at the Park District forced the resignation of CEO Mike Kelly, you let Mayor Leifert know that you plan to pursue the position you have called your dream job, which is Kelly's position. You grew up in the park district. You cut your teeth in the park district. You've served at all levels of the park district. Your father ran the park district as board president. But yet, after promising to conduct a nationwide search, the mayor did not do that. In fact, she handed the interim job to Rosa Escareno, who had just retired retired very briefly as uh, commissioner of business affairs and consumer protection for the city and was enjoying that retirement and then handed her the permanent job. How big of a disappointment was that? And how big of a double cross was it?
0: So it is, uh, it was a disappointment because as you said, you know, I've had, I had two dreams in, in my life. One, Uh, has been able to serve the the residents of the 24th Ward as the alderman. The other uh, has been to be the the CEO um, of the the park district. My father, before he passed, um, and I was contemplating um, running for alderman, Uh, and I I was at the park at that time, he said, you know, you shouldn't run for alderman. Something you should do is is go over and and run the parks. You're you're smart enough to run the parks. This is... Uh, something that you know very well, and, and that's something that you know she should aspire to. And so, um, you know, not only was that a dream for me, that was a dream for him. And so I was disappointed because um, that is something that I, I wanted. Um, however, I I believe that Rosa is a more than capable leader. She has had an outstanding career in the city of Chicago, and I'm sure she will have an outstanding career at the Chicago Park District. Um, you know, she knows a, a lot about a lot because she's been all over. Um, and so, uh, when, when it happened, I, I think the mayor, uh, had to put someone in the position that she trusts somebody was capable of getting the job done. And, and Rosa was just that person. Um, and so I was disappointed that, that, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to interview, but, but, but not upset. And I, I don't think it was a double cross. Um, you know, Rosa was in there and she was doing a fine job and, and they chose to stick with her. That, that that happens sometimes, right? Um go ahead, were you going to say something?
1: Well, was yeah. she forthright with you? You know, I mean, she told you there was going to be a nationwide search. She told you you had a shot. And then you didn't have a shot. You didn't get an interview. There was no interview.
0: Well, so I would say again, um in in the the life of politics and kind of what happens in this game, uh Things shift very often, um, and again, I I don't like to place blame on folks. I just like to move forward and, and do what is necessary. Rosa is more than capable. I think again, she's going to do a great job. Would I like to have a conversation? Sure, didn't happen. Uh, I think things happen for a reason, and and the position that I'm moving into uh is what god has for me um and you know i'm going to do a great job there and i'm going to bring resources back to my community as i always have uh get people uh in, in the film industry that have never thought that they were going to be in the film industry before um and you know if, if there's an opportunity to work with the park district and rosa would love to, to do that as well because um you know, i just want to do what is best for my community in the city of chicago and, and that's that's it
1: I assume that down the line, you'd still like this dream to be realized. You'd like to someday run the park district.
0: Um, I, I never say never. Uh, what, I, what I will say is uh, I'm, I'm ready to roll up my sleeves and get get uh, rolling at Senate Space and, and make sure that um, we get people in that industry that have never been in that industry before uh, and, and lead the Senate CARES program uh, to, to new levels. And, and, you know, do you what think ha- what that, happens next? Yeah. Go
1: ahead. Do you, do you, what you think this happens? Do you think that the fact that Rosa is a woman and that this was a scandal that victimized young women played any role in this?
0: In in her stand, Yeah.
1: In her I don't staying you, with you, Rosa.
0: You, you'd have to you'd have to ask the mayor that question. Um, Again, Rose, Rose is a, a capable leader uh, with 30 years experience. Uh, if if I were looking, um, you know, if, if I were CEO, I, I might have reached out to Rosa to see if I could bring her back to help in some kind of capacity because she's j- that, just that kind of dynamic leader. So, um, yeah, you'd have to ask the mayor that question.
1: During your two terms, nearly two terms as Alderman. The city identified a developer for the notorious silver shovel dump site of John Christopher at Roosevelt and Costner. The plan is to turn that into a project that includes a last minute distribution center and light manufacturing, creating 250 jobs. You have the Lawndale Christian Development Corporation in partnership with CNI, Chicago Neighborhood Initiatives, with its ambitious plan to build a thousand homes over the next 10 years, on city-owned vacant lots in an eastern portion of your ward. You have Eastlake Management and Grace Memorial Development Corporation planning to build this 56-unit totally affordable residential building on the side of a police parking lot at Ogden and Homan. And the same th- in the west side wards, your ward, decimated by the riots that followed the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's also, uh, there's a plan called Lawndale Redefined. That is a mixed use development complete with affordable and market rate housing, a restaurant, a small convenience market. It's part of the Invest Southwest program. And then you have the North Lawndale Employment Network getting $2.5 million neighborhood opportunity fund grant to build a state-of-the-art workforce campus at Roosevelt and Holman. Boy, you've been busy so your successor is going to be enjoying and of course you have the upcoming city space expansion which you're going to be part of your successor is going to be like with a scissor in his hands his or her hands uh snipping ribbons and breaking ground and shovels all over the place i mean you're really handing them a whole a whole list of things
0: uh, yeah we we did a lot of good work uh over the past seven years. Um, But, you know, what I'm most proud of out of all of those things is, you know, those are all different projects by all different community-based organizations and and developers. Um, And it it is actually following a roadmap that was created by um, the Quality of Life plan that the North Lawndale Community Coordinating Council, which is a group of stakeholders and residents and community-based organizations and people who are invested in, in North Londale and in North Londale's success um, put forth this roadmap. And I was able to to work with, you know, a, a lot of people around those tables in order to get these things done. Um, something that has not happened uh, as long as I've been alive. Uh, and I've been here all of my life, all 46 years of my life in North Londale. and And I'm, I'm, I am most proud that that people, uh, you know, we were dubbed the the permanent underclass, uh, and now people have hope and and people are seeing things come to fruition and and people are getting involved in in making their community better. Um, And and that's what I'm most proud of, that I've been able to catalyze that and, and, and make, you know, make people want to do more within their community.
1: How'd you do all this?
0: A lot of listening, Fran, um, and, and a lot of um, understanding um, that these people have not been listened to for quite some time uh, and that they have good ideas. You know, you, you cannot be the smartest person in the room all the time. Uh, and if you're listening to good ideas, um, then good things happen. And um, I was lucky enough that they, they put their trust in me uh, to, to lead. Um, and I listened and worked and, and and worked very hard. And and one thing about um one thing about the um the COVID and and, and being sequestered in in my home for for a year is because um, this job is a lot of especially in a ward like Northland there's a lot of constituent services and and that's where you spend a lot of your time making sure that um, you know th- those little things are. Done uh, screwing on nuts and bolts of, of things, but I was able to really sit down and work with developers, and work with the department of planning and development, and work with the folks at NLCCC, and, and work with community-based organizations, and really lay out this roadmap. Um, and so it was a it was a gift and a curse. Um, and we, we got a lot of work done uh, in that year, year and a half, when uh, everybody was sitting at home. I, I wasn't really sitting at home. I was I was working really hard.
1: Yeah. And yet there is always unfinished business and the biggest unfinished business is crime.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: How does that Um, feel? And why is there so much unfinished business or will it always be unfinished business?
0: Well, you know, hopefully, um, you know, when you, you think about the Casa Roosevelt piece that we we talked about with the 548 related development and, and 250 jobs you know hopefully those will go um, to the, the majority of residents in and around this community um, and hopefully we can use the North Lawndale employment network uh, training center to get them ready to take those jobs um, which you know provides folks at North Lawndale employment network you know more opportunities um, working with um, CNI and, and Lawndale Christian you know training up folks within the neighborhood and putting them on these projects and building these homes. And you know, if if you're building a home for 10 years, you have a steady you have a steady paycheck for 10 years. Um and then um, you know, putting folks over at the Lawndale Redefined and and, and uh, East Lake Management and, and Grace and Memorial, you know, having folks build that and then take jobs or have jobs right from there. You know, hopefully we get we get enough jobs because I, I think the the best way To get someone from from doing something that they shouldn't be doing. um, You can't ask anybody to put down a gun if you can't give them something to pick up. And so a hammer or a trade or a job would get them to pick it up. Then hopefully, um, you know, it only solves for here in North Lawndale. Hopefully, those numbers kind of go down. Um, But it it, it has been a hard road um, and it has been exacerbated by COVID and, um, you know, One of the things that I wanna continue to do is to help get young men and women into these um, internships or these apprenticeships and get them jobs and get them off the street so that um, hopefully that that will help uh, some of the crime that that happens in this community and, and in and around the city of Chicago.
1: The mayor has responded to a surge in downtown youth violence that triggered the mass shooting outside of McDonald's at Chicago and State and the murder of a teenager at Millennium Park by imposing a stronger curfew, rolling back the clock and the age, and also imposing a weekend ban on unaccompanied minors at Millennium Park. Will this work? I mean, you're going to have, once again, police officers from your west side districts yanked out of there. Reassigned downtown to enforce some of this stuff. What do you think? Why are these so, kids doing this stuff?
0: Well, you know we we have to find um, we have to find creative outlets for young people, and that's easier said than done. Um, we have to we have to listen to young people. You know. I, know i can't i can't tell you um what a young person wants to do but i can listen to them and figure that out and see
1: What does your daughter tell you about all this what does she tell you about so you know i've 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 actually
0: asked i I haven't asked about the gatherings but i I have asked her about you know things that that young people like to do and one one thing they don't like to do is is, um you have someone standing over them the entire time um and so, um, yeah, I don't know if if the police presence is is, is going to work downtown. I don't know if if that's going to curtail people from from going downtown. Um, what I do know is that that the mayor and the council are going to have their hands full. You know, past the, the you know June sixth when I'm when I'm gone, uh, trying to figure out these problems. Um, and there is no easy solution. There is no magic bullet because if it, if it were, it would have been done a long time ago. Uh, what Are I will you say worried is,
1: about this
0: summer? I'm worried about every day, friend. I'm not I'm not worried about every summer. I, I woke up this morning and I, I looked in in the newspaper, um, and the first thing that I saw was yesterday at three o'clock, uh, a man in, in North London on the 3800 block of Polk was shot. And then I looked at my phone because the first thing I do was grab, the, you know, I grabbed the, the newspaper to kind of see, it, and then I looked on my phone and I had gotten a, a text from. My commander about the the incident what what I would say uh, to all of that is is I'm worried I'm worried every day um, and you know we need you know, all hands on deck um, we're gonna need more officers um, you know there's a there's a push to 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 relocate a, a, or defund or put money in other places but in a community like North rondndale until those jobs come until people feel safe, visible police officers help right and and help brings people outside because people feel safe when officers are around and so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hire more officers we're gonna have to figure out how to uh how to bring more folks to the folk to the force and and we're down to
1: three thousand officers because cops are retiring in droves we're not hiring them fast enough nobody shows up to take the tests or very few i mean this is a job where the police officers do not feel the backing of city hall and so they're leaving they're transferring to other departments they are leaving if they can even when they no, don't have a full pension what's the answer to all that
0: so you know i think again we have to think outside of the box frame we, we may have to go to a you know because every officer is hired uh in the city of chicago we may have to hire outside of the city of chicago um i know that there is a um you know, what do there, you mean? Wave
1: the residency rule? What are you talking about? Yeah,
0: wait. Yeah, raise. We might have to raise. We might have to waive those. Um, we we might have to waive them and and give them an opportunity to move within the city within a certain amount of time. You know, I don't mean that they they um can continue to live out of the city, but you know, apply and then move in. Or, or um, I know new officers do that all the time, but I think we pay a little bit more than the suburban suburban folks and. and Probably try to lure some of the suburban folks in. Um, another thing that that um, may be advantageous is um, to think about, you know, the tests. I know that they've waived a lot of requirements as it relates to um, um, city debt and, and things of that nature. But you know, thinking of ways to entice people to, to, to really think about this job. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a difficult job, friend. Um, you know, every day's you run into uh risking your life um to save other folks uh and and you know the respect for for police officers just isn't there anymore so again it is not a it's not an easy answer um and so you gotta throw everything to the wall and see what sticks.
1: As Education Committee Chairman, you watched as the Chicago Teachers Union did constant battle with Lori Lightfoot. There were strikes and standoffs during the pandemic. Staff refused to report in-person over safety concerns. There were weeks of missed classes. Why is this such a toxically sour relationship? And now that Stacey Davis Gates has been elected the CTU's new president, what does Lori Lightfoot need to do to, to reset here?
0: Well, I think both sides need to reset. I, I wouldn't blame it squarely on um, on the mayor. I think from the the time that the mayor got in the door, there has been uh, a rub between CTU and, and the administration, and so I wouldn't blame everything squarely on on the back of the mayor. And you know, both of them need to come to the table and, and do what is best for the the children of the city of Chicago. Um, if if we are in the business and, and that's what the schools are in the business of educating our children in the best manner as possible and ctu uh, talks often about you know what they want best for their children and, uh, and the administration talks about what they want best for the children in the city of chicago then they're going to have to find some kind of ground because they're definitely going to be working together for the next year um and you know if if this mayor wins they'll be working together for another four uh, and, Under and an elected we'll school it.
1: board too and the candidate Under elected CTU, school
0: board.
1: The CTU is going to have yes. a, a, a slate of candidates, you know that.
0: I know they will have a slate of candidates and so uh, I I you know would would urge and I have told the mayor before about possibly you know figuring out a way to get her some candidates uh or the city to get some candidates that that because there has to be some kind of balance um with, with is it, is it 21 or 22 members are going to be on this board? I 21 what, 21 21, mem- 21 members, that's a lot of that's a lot of folks um, okay. with a lot of different ideas. It's going it's to take a lot of wrangling uh, from from the board chair. And you know again, hopefully everybody will have what our best interest is, um, which is educating our young people. Uh, our most precious resource, uh, and and we can't drop the ball on that. And and everybody has to see that we can't drop the ball on that.
1: The the election is nine months away. Lori Lifet's public approval rating stands at best at 30%, maybe lower in some polls in the high 20s. Can she and should she be reelected?
0: Can she, yes. I haven't seen. A How candidate. did she get
1: over fifty? <laughs> Sometimes she's got to get over fifty so
0: percent. So, <laughs> so, there there are several folks that are in the race, and, and there are definitely going to be several more that that enter the race. And so, um, what she has to do is is you know continue to invest on the west and south sides. Um, she has to uh, continue to do. Um, the, a job that folks around the city would would want her to do. Um, And then it's up to them to vote. You know, she can, but there has to be somebody in there that can beat her. It has to be somebody with money. It has to be somebody um, that has name recognition. It has to be somebody that um, can push, because it's going to be a runoff if if the number of people that I expect get in, get in, there's going to be a runoff. And so um, it depends on who's in the runoff.
1: How does she get to fifty if she's at 20, 28 or thirty
0: if she then she she gets to the runoff if she can if she if she gets thirty percent of the electorate and and all of those people win she gets to the runoff she gets to the runoff then it, it is you know who whos has the best message and and who ultimately um um is the person that she's running against
1: i I understand that but does she deserve to be reelected? In your me, assessment.
0: Is, so what I will say is she's done a great job over here in North Lawndale. As you can see by all the projects that, uh, that I, I have going, uh, it is a de- it, it is directly attributed to invest Southwest and what is happening in Invest Southwest.
1: What has she not um, done? Well, what has she not done? Well, I mean, her relationship with the city council has been contentious from day one. Uh, what has she not done well? Other than the crime uh, and
0: i wouldn't i'm not i'm not gonna say that she didn't do anything you know you can always look back at, at and throw uh stones at a, at a glass house right you can always do that um what I would say she needs to work on is that relationship with um with city council uh she needs to continue to move that forward um and you know crime is 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 always going to be a a, a point that that everybody wants to work on and then you know our children, you know, I think those are the, the three biggest issues um, that are combating her, and and you know, there, there's always a possibility for the things to happen, there's always a possibility for the work on those things. Um, there's nine months out, there's a lot of work to be done, and, and I believe that this mayor, if she, she wants the job and she's up to try to do things a little bit differently, that's but you have to talk to her about that, and, and you have to talk to the voters. I'm only one voter.
1: Your father in Naveshek was. Someone who got along with absolutely everybody. That's why Michael Scott Senior was an all-purpose troubleshooter for former Mayor Richard M. Daly. Once served as Park Board president, he had been identified as an up-and-comer long before that by former Mayor Richard J. Daly. What would he say if he were here today about his son giving up his city council seat?
0: I think he would be happy. Um, uh, why is that? He, why he, is that? So. He he never wanted me to get into elected elected office. Um, because of the work that he did around the, the boards and um, and, and outside of the government, he he always told me, hey, look, you know, there's always a way to serve. Um, and, and so what he would urge me to do is go out and make money. Uh, he actually told me before I ran, uh, don't 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 run, son. You should go and make some money and then you won't be beholding anybody because you will have your own money, and then you can go in and um, you know, be your own politician, be your own man. Uh, I did the exact opposite, Fran. Uh, I, I I saw what he he did and I, I admired him so much. I began serving at, at, at an early age um, and have not gotten out since. And uh, I think he would be happy about the work that we, as a community, have done over the last seven years. Uh, But would be extremely happy to see um, me leave uh, this part of my life, Uh, especially, um, you know, as contentious as as things are in and around city government. Again, like you talked about, he was a a person who got along with just about everybody and was able to move in so many circles, uh, west side, south side, north side. Uh, churches, community-based organizations—you know, uh, everybody uh, counted him as a friend, and I and I still hear about the great work that he did uh, in his career. And so, you know, right now would be a time where I don't think he would enjoy city government either, because that's just not uh, his style and how he did how he did business.
1: Michael Scott, go make some money, go enjoy your life <laughs> a little more, and your children and your family and everybody. And you know what? Nobody ever says uh, when their epitaph is written that they wish they had worked harder. They only wish they had spent more time on the things that matter most. So I hope you do mm-hmm. that. And I'll miss you for sure. Don't be a stranger.
0: I will not, friend. I appreciate you and uh, and your friendship.
1: All right. We will see you all next week.